नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदीरएद नष्टप्राएश भद्रेशो भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर वन एंटाइटल द हिस्ट्री ऑफ द लाइफ ऑफ अ जामिला टेक्स्ट नंबर थर्टी थ्री आयाता कस्य वाकुत आयाता कस्य वाकुत आयाता कस्मा अषेधथ कस्मादेधथ किपदेवा किपदेवायापदेवाय यूय कि सिद्ध सत्तमा यूय किं सिद्ध सत्तमा यूय किं सिद्ध सत्तमा कस्य वाकुत आयाता कस्मादेधथ किपदेवायूय किं सिद्ध सत्तमा कस्य वाकुत आयाता कस्मादेधथ फ्रॉम वेर आयाता हैव यू कम कस्मात व्हाट इज द रीजन अस्या द टेकिंग अवे ऑफ दिस अजामिला निषेधथ आर यू फॉरबिडिंग किम वेदर देवाह डेमिगॉड्स उपदेवाह सब डेमिगॉड्स या हु 
Yuyam, all of you, Kim, Veda, Siddhasattamaha, the best of the perfect beings, the pure devotees. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Translation Dear sirs, whose servants are you? Where have you come from? And why are you forbidding us to touch the body of a Jamila? Are you demigods from the heavenly planets? Are you sub demigods? Or are you the best of devotees? Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The most significant word used in this verse is Siddha Sattamaha, which means the best of the perfect. In Bhagavad Gita 7.3, it is said, Manushyanam Sahasreshu Kashchidyatati Siddhaye. Out of millions of persons, one may try to become Siddha, perfect, or in other words, self realized. A self-realized person knows that he is not the body but a spiritual soul, Aham Brahmasmi. At the present moment, practically everyone is unaware of this fact. But one who understands this has attained perfection and is therefore called Siddha. When one understands that the soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Soul and one thus engages in the devotional service of the Supreme Soul, one becomes Siddha Sattama. One is then eligible to live in the Vaikuntha planets or Krishna Loka. The word Siddha Sattama therefore refers to a liberated, pure devotee. Since the Yamadutas are servants of Yamaraj, who is also one of the Siddha Sattamas, they knew that a Siddha Sattama is above the demigods and sub-demigods and indeed above all the living entities within this material world. The Yamadutas therefore inquired why the Vishnudutas were present where a sinful man was going to die. It should also be noted that Ajamila was not yet dead for the Yamadutas were trying to snatch the soul from his heart. They could not take the soul, however, and therefore Ajamila was not yet dead. This will be revealed in later verses. Ajamila was simply in an unconscious state when the argument was in progress between the Yamadutas and the Vishnudutas. The conclusion of the argument was to be a decision regarding who would claim the soul of Ajamila. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purpose. So the background for this verse is that the Yamadutas have come to take Ajamila to Yamaraj and exactly at that time Ajamila, what did he do? What did he do? He didn't say Narayana. He shouted! He cried! Narayana! Why did I shout? 
let us not forget that we have to sh- call out the supreme lord in a helpless condition if we are chanting in a materially satisfied way that everything is all right with us we are also doing this chanting then that call does not attract the personal attention of the supreme lord the best example is in this regard draupadi when she was being insulted or attempted to be insulted in that assembly where the gambling match is going on so at that time she appealed to different elders in the assembly that elders are supposed to protect chaste women from being insulted in that way but when her appeal failed she helplessly called out govinda she helplessly called out govinda so immediately krishna responded nobody else came to help her but just once helplessly she called out krishna's name and immediately krishna responded so ajamila helplessly called out narayana and therefore immediately narayana responded he sent his order carriers vishnudutas so immediately vishnudutas appeared on the spot immediately you should always remember that the supreme lord and his pure devotees are not within the purview of material time and material space <coughs> they are always beyond the purview of eternal time and eternal space so for them neither space is a limitation nor time is a limitation any time they are ready anywhere they are ready to go 
So Srila Prabhupada explains about the position of Yamaraj. He is also one of the Siddha Sattamas. Here the Yamadutas are inquiring from these Vishnudutas who have stopped the Yamadutas from claiming Ajamila soul. So they are telling stop. So they are asking, these Yamadutas are asking, why are you interfering with our duty? We have come to claim the soul of this sinful Ajamila. And we never been stopped earlier. This never happened earlier that somebody stopped us. Our jurisdiction is over sinful people. And this Ajamila is a sinful man. So we come to take him to Yamaraj. So why are you stopping us? So then further, they are asking, who are you? Because these Vishnudutas, their description will be given in the next few verses. They were appearing very, very bright, brilliant, beautiful. See, they look like gentlemen, the best of gentlemen, not just gentlemen. So, are you some demigods from higher planets or sub-demigods or are you the best of devotees? They are asking, are you the best of devotees? Because they are not being stopped by demigods or sub-demigods earlier. So, they can't be demigods who are stopping or sub-demigods who are stopping them. They have to be somebody other than demigods or sub-demigods. So, who else can stop the Yamadutas? If at all somebody can stop them, it is the pure devotees who are beyond the jurisdiction of uh, the demigods, the Yamadutas, beyond all living entities within this entire material world, material creation. So, pure devotees, as the Supreme Lord is beyond space and time, similarly pure devotees are beyond space and time. So, they can immediately appear wherever required on the order of the Supreme Lord. They can appear immediately in any place, at any time, immediately. So, they cannot be obstructed in their performance of the duty. That's why the Bhagavatam says the characteristic of pure devotional service is that it is ahaituki apratihata. It does not depend on any material arrangements, material conditions. Apratihata, it cannot be obstructed 
at any time. There's no consideration of time, place, circumstances, arrangements, favorable situation, nothing like that. For devotional service, there is no need of for pure devotional service. There's no need of any favorable situation. That's how Srila Prabhupada uh, went to America and even amidst hippies he chanted Hare Krishna and engaged them also in chanting Hare Krishna chanting and dancing because Prabhupada is on the platform of pure devotional service so there is no need for any favorable situation. He doesn't have to look at time, proper time, nothing, any time, any place, any person. So therefore, pure devotional service is the Activity of the soul proper, the activity of the soul, and it is independent of time, place, circumstances, completely independent of all that. So, the lesson for us is that we have been instructed. And we have taken vows, at least those who have taken Diksha, initiation, we have taken vow that every day we will chant 16 rounds of Hare Krishna. So sometimes we devotees may wonder, when I am sick I may not be able to chant. Actually even when you are sick, you can chant. You just have to not consider the condition of the body. You should not be so much concerned with the place. Supposing somebody is admitted to hospital for some treatment. So lying on the hospital bed, cannot sit up, cannot walk. Doesn't matter, lying down, chant Hare Krishna. What is required is that the consciousness not be associated with hospital, bed, sickness, bodily condition, I not taken bath. No, don't associate yourself or your real consciousness with all those. When engaging in devotional service, the consciousness has to be <coughs> associated with devotees, temple. So that's why we have a faculty that in our mind at least, in our present condition, 
mentally we can transport ourselves out of the hospital out of the present condition to the temple you just think you are in the temple because you have memory of having or wherever wherever you are experienced or used to chanting which is so called favorable you think oh if i were in the temple i could have nicely chanted now in the hospital bed how can i chant so you transport mentally yourself to that favorable situation <coughs> and you just chant if you can't chant loudly chant softly if you can't chant softly chant in your mind if you can't chant in the mind also remember your having chanted formerly there should be some endeavor by the you the real soul to call out krishna chant krishna's name that endeavor is your devotional service now the result of that endeavor whether actually some sound comes out or doesn't come that doesn't matter that really doesn't matter but your endeavor is very very important not your endeavor to come up with excuses why you cannot chant generally when somebody cannot do some work that is assigned or some task or some responsibility then they come with excuses why they cannot do so as devotees we should always engage our intelligence in how to endeavor to do devotional service under all circumstances at all times in all places in all situations this is buddhi yoga intelligence engaged in devotional service this is buddhi yoga we all have intelligence it's only because we have intelligence we come up with so many excuses why i cannot chant is it not so why don't you sing it the same intelligence in endeavoring to chant in spite of so many apparent difficulties yes it's not easy to chant i admit it's accepted it's difficult but put your endeavor to chant even in a difficult situation whatever best you can do try try to chant and krishna will respond immediately immediately krishna's response is there each 
one of the devotees has to himself or herself make this attempt and you will see miracles happen in this way in a devotee's life this is the miracle for a devotee not some display of some mystic power or some material perfection no that is useless for a devotee devotee's attempt should be under all circumstances at all times i want to chant hari krishna at least let me make the endeavor to call out krishna so just like ajamila somehow he called out at the time of death the name of the supreme lord so immediately the lord responded immediately so this is a sent person fact that if we endeavor to even call of course ajamila did call the supreme lord supposing somebody is not actually able to call out still you make the endeavor and krishna is there either krishna comes or he sends his representatives he does something to deliver you whatever he will do something that is guaranteed the as i said there's no limitation for them as to time place circumstances person there's no limitation whoever it is whoever calls out whoever endeavors to call him krishna comes krishna responds so the vishnu dutas are here and they are stopping so the vishnu dutas are being questioned by yamrutas are you the best of devotees siddha sattamah so shrila prabhupada is explaining this word siddha sattamah means the best of the perfect siddha means perfect literal meaning but in this context especially in the bhagavad gita in the 7th chapter the third verse lord krishna says manushyanam sahasreshu kaschid yatati siddhaye so the translation of this verse 7.3 shila prabhupad says Uh, out of many thousands among men one may endeavor for perfection what does this perfection refer to siddhaye endeavor for yatati siddhaye endeavor for perfection so this perfection refers to uh, self realization that's what is told here uh, out of millions of persons one may try to become siddha perfect or in other words self realize Now, what is the connection between perfection and self-realization? How can uh, siddhi refer to self-realization? 
For that we have to refer the 18th chapter where Lord Krishna again makes a reference to Siddhi as uh, Siddhim Vindati Manavaha. that verse okay beginning from the 45th verse this word siddhi has been used in the 45th verse krishna says sve sve karmani abhirataha sam siddhim labhate naraha Svakarma nirata siddhim yatha vindati tatshunu. By following his qualities of work, every man can become perfect. Now, please hear from me how this can be done. Siddhim, the word siddhi has been used. Here he says in the next verse, Yata pravrittir bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam svakarmana tamabhyarcha siddhim vindati manamaha. By worship of the Lord, who is the source of all beings and who is all-pervading, man can, in the performance of his own duty, attain perfection. Here also the word Siddhi has been used as perfection. By worship of the Lord, who is the source of all beings and who is all-pervading, man can, in the performance of his own duty, attain perfection. And then Krishna goes on to say that better to engage in one's own occupation because... Uh, Prescribed duties according to one's nature are never affected by sinful reactions. And then the next verse he says, in every endeavor there is some sort of fault. So therefore one should not give the work which is born of his nature, even if such work is having some fault. Then he says, uh, one can obtain the results of renunciation simply by self-control and by becoming unattached to material things and disregarding material enjoyments, that is the highest stage, perfectional stage of renunciation. Naishkarmya siddhim paramam sanyasenadi gachati. Here sanyasa refers to the perfectional stage of renunciation. One can attain that simply by uh, uh, self-control, becoming unattached to material things and disregarding material enjoyments. Next verse, 50th verse, again he talks about Siddhi. He says, Siddhim prapto yatha brahma tathapnoti nibodhami samasenai vakaunteya nishtha jnanasya O son of Kunti, learn from me in brief, how one can attain to the supreme perfectional stage, Brahman, by acting in the way which I shall now summarize. So this is the verse, the 50th verse of the 18th chapter is where Krishna describes this perfection as uh, attaining the supreme or self-realization, realization of the supreme self. Brahman. So therefore, and in the next three verses, 51, 52, 53,
Krishna describes the process being purified by his intelligence, controlling the mind with determination because he said by self-control, becoming unattached to material things and disregarding material enjoyment. What does it entail? In detail he says, a little detail in 51, 52, 53, what one has to do. And he concludes that description by telling Brahma Bhuyaya Kalpate one who is uh, following this steps uh, is elevated to the position of self-realization. Brahma Bhuyaya Kalpate. He comes to the stage called Brahma Bhuta stage. This Brahma Bhuta stage is already discussed in the 14th chapter. Mamchayo avyabhicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samatityetan Brahma Bhuyaya Kalpate. So this Brahmabhuta stage is for those who are engaged in pure devotional service by which they are able to transcend the three gunas and come to the Brahman platform. Above the three gunas, the spiritual platform, transcendent. So one is able to attain the Brahmabhuta stage by the prescription here. Uh, that is also called the stage of perfection, Siddhi. Therefore, in this 7th chapter, 3rd verse, this uh, word Siddhi, which means perfection, refers to self-realization. So, self-realization is the interest of very, very few people among so many uh, human beings. Manushyanam sahasreshu kaschid yatati siddhaya. So many people are engaged as human beings in so many pursuits. But very, very few are interested in pursuit of self-realization. That's what Krishna is telling. And among those who have achieved perfection, yatatam api siddhanam, those who have achieved perfection, that means those who are self-realized, kashin maam veti tattvataha, hardly one among millions of such self-realized persons uh, knows me in truth. It means knows Krishna in truth. So same thing is explained in the Bhagavatam also. Kotishwapi mahamune, muktanam api siddhanam narayana parayana, Sudurlabha Prashantatma Kotishwapi Mahamune. This is a statement of Parikshit Maharaj that among millions of Mukta Purushas, liberated souls, among millions of uh, Siddha Purushas, perfected beings, self-realized souls, uh, hardly one person may be there who is Narayana Parayana, who is a pure devotee of the Supreme Lord Narayana who is completely devoted and dedicated for devotional service to Narayana, pure devotional service to Narayana. Such a person, he says, Sudurlabha, he is very, very difficult to find, very rare to find. So, uh, the Yamadutas were quite certain that pure devotees are very rare to find in this whole creation. 
Of course, they themselves are the servants of the pure devotee Yamaraj. So Yamaraj actually is a pure devotee. He is not exactly in the category of the uh, universal controllers. He has taken charge of all the sinful living entities hmm, uh, to administer properly punishment to them according to the degree of uh, sinful activity. Uh, so Srila Prabhupada says Yamaraj lives in the lower planets. Actually he lives in Patala, Yamaloka, somewhere in Patala. Uh, so devotee, pure devotee, he is simply concerned with devotional, his particular assigned service, that's all. Wherever that service is to be done, he is ready to go. Whatever that service be, he is ready to do. See, Amaraj actually has nothing to do with sinful people. His only uh, association is that of other devotees. Devotees generally are interested in devotee association. But for the sake of carrying out his assigned duty, he is uh, situated in that low, lowest of planets. And he has got as his assistants these Yamadutas through whom he actually carries out his duty. But actually, he is in the category of Siddha Sattama. So it's, it's in the Yamadutas, servants of Yamaraj, who is also one of the Siddha Sattamas. They knew that a Siddha Sattama is above the demigods and sub-demigods and indeed above all the living entities within the material world. So the point they are trying to make is, if you are the best of devotees, what business you have got with sinful people? What business does you have, do you have? Hmm? So they were surprised that these uh, Vishnu Dutas had come to uh, uh, a sinful man to stop them from taking a sinful man to uh, Yamaraj. So therefore they were surprised and therefore they are asking this question. Uh, now, Ajamila's condition is that if the Yamadutas had taken away the soul, snatched the soul from the heart, then uh, Ajamila would have been taken to Yamaraj. But before they could take away, uh, they were stopped. So, Ajamila was not yet dead. Death means the soul is out of the body. But uh, Ajamila was still within the body because the Yamadutas were stopped by the Vishnu Dutas. So Ajamila was simply in an unconscious state where the argument was in progress between the Yamadutas and Vishnu Dutas. So it's a long argument. Uh, there's a discussion uh, between the Vishnu Dutas and the Yamadutas. And Ajamila was fortunate to hear this conversation, this discussion. And Ajamila became enlightened. 
see the lord's arrangement first of all the lord stops the arranges to stop the yamadutas from taking to yamaraj secondly the lord also arranges to enlighten this ajamila he had become forgetful he was engaged in his duty properly for spiritual elevation but somehow he got uh, distracted and he became almost completely forgetful about his main business self realization and therefore the supreme lord arranged to enlighten him what is his real business not trying to materially enjoy but strive for uh, self realization god realization so ajamila uh, was able to hear the conversation and become enlightened and therefore it will be described how at the end when the yamrutas went away the vishnudutas also immediately disappeared and then ajamila realized that he had been completely uh acting in a sinful way being uh, distracted by his main business self realization and therefore he decided to immediately quit that place go to a holy place sacred place and uh, practice uh, devotional service to become perfect very quickly so that be described uh, in the later verses we'll stop here rantara shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shri prabhupad ki jay